Parshas Chayesara, Parshas Chayesara, as we know, begins with the episode of Sarah leaving this world and Avram Avinu having to buy a burial plot. for people to be able to go there. And there's a very interesting episode that I'd like to concentrate, which I believe to be a very, very important Yisoyed for life. I think every parasha share is hopefully going to be something Yisoyed for life. But Mitzvah this week, I think it's something very, very specific, which um, if we follow, then we'll be able to have a lot of toyeles from this. So in Perek of Dalad, the Torah describes in the most unbelievable detail, incredible detail, of how the shlichos of Eliezer Eben Avram going to search for a wife for Yitzchak. What detail we get over here is something that we almost never find. How the whole sugya with the camels and the filling up of the water and the jugs and the water coming up and everything happening backwards and forwards. It's almost unusual that we get so much detail in this way as we find in this week's parsha. And the Torah tells us like this, Perach of Dalad, Posik Membeis, Ba'ovoi Hayoim, I arrived today, Elohim, Ba'yoim HaShem Alekei Adoni Avrom, Imeshkonom Atzliach, Darki HaShanoche Oilech Halel. Very interesting, says Rashi, on this Posik, Hayoim Yotzasi, what does he mean, I arrived today? What's he saying, I arrived today? Well, here you are. Well, we obviously see that you arrived if you're here. So what's Pshat? When the Torah is telling us, he said, yeah, I arrived today. It's a Gemara in Sanhedrin. Today I left. Today I arrived. It's an amazing thing. He came and he told him that this was a journey which Chazal tell us was supposed to be approximately 17 days long. 17 days. That's how long it took. Can you imagine? A 17-day journey without a smartphone? Can you know what that is? You know, you go on a bus for two and a half hours. Rebbe, I need my phone unlocked. This is a 17-day journey. No apps. Everything's restricted. Ah, you had nothing. Absolutely nothing. But you know what happened? There was Kvitsa Saderich. He left one day, and he arrived on that day. It wasn't 17 days later. Unbelievable thing. And that's what he's telling him. Zogt the Gemara. Again, Rashi's bringing all of this. Omer Rav Acha. Yofa sichoson shel avdei avois. How beautiful, how great is the speech of the avdei avois, of the servants of our avois. Mitoyrosan shel bonim. How do we know that? You look over here. Rashi brings over here a medrash and Barishas Rabbah. He says such an incredible thing. How many things do we have in the Torah that say something in a few words, a mere few words, and yet we have so many simonim and shulchan aruch, so many things that we build upon those few words. It's a few words in the Torah. Simonim and simonim. Shailas and shuvas, svarim written on what exactly is an esrog. It's a few words in the Torah, that's all it is. Build a sukkah, what is it already? And yet we find halachas and halachas again and again. Zukt Rashi, the Medrash. Here we have something 
that goes on for pages and pages and pages. There's obviously a reason that the Torah is telling us. It says, Chazal, Yofa Sichoson, Avde Ovois. Avde Ovois. We're talking about the Avodim, we're talking about Eliezer Evod Avrom. Yoseh, Mitzvah Shalbonim. Unbelievable thing. Why? Because here the Torah tells us the story in such detail. It shows us how Choshev it is. And the obvious question is, why? Why? What do we need to know this for? Did anybody ever stop to think for a moment, why did the Torah tell us this story with such detail? Every moment, every conversation, every backwards and forwards, and this happened, and that happened, and this happened, and that happened. Why did we find such detail? Every word of the Torah, the letter of the Torah is so Choshev. And yet we're finding over here something that obviously the Torah is telling us, something very, very Choshev. We could have cut this parasha mamish half in. We could have got to the Kiddush cup much quicker. We could have made Kiddush quicker. Nobody has to stand by Kriya Satoya for so long. What do we need this for? Obviously there's an answer. Obviously there's a lesson for ourselves. So the Rashiva of Slabodka, Epstein, he says such a moyud gazach. He said, one second, let's take a step back. Who's Eliezer? Eliezer Ever Avram. What does that mean? He's an Ever. Should we look at an Ever, right? So, slave! <laughs> that's not Avram. That's not what Eliezer was. Eliezer was no slave. Eliezer was in charge of Avram Avinu's house. He was second in command. He took over everything that Avram stood for. He was totally put in trust on everything that Avram had. This wasn't a simple evet. Not only that, Chazal tell us, This was the Talmud Muvuk. If there wasn't a greater Talmud in the world than Eliezer, Evet Avram, to his Rebbe Avram. Greatest Talmud in the world. He drank in every word of Torah from his Rebbe Avram. He did it, he clung to him, he walked him home, he did whatever he could do to try and get something from his Eiliger Rebbe. This was the Eliezer, Ever Avram. Chazal tell us, by the way, he even looked like Avram. He was Kodesh's Yitzray, something that we only find by Yechidi Skula in the world. He was a tzaddik, he was a godly, he was a Talmud Chochman, an amazing, amazing person. But Chazal tell us, that Eliezer also had a daughter. And he wanted to get his daughter married to Yitzchak. He thought, what would be great? I'll be mechutten of Avrov Avinu. What great mechutten can that be? Kavalik! Ah, what do you mean? I'm sure his daughter was a choshev, a choshev, a girl. The best base Yaakov. She probably knew every Ramban ala Torah Balpeh. Kavalik! Azab Beis Yaakov girl. Let me marry. Let me marry off my daughter. To Yitzchak. My Rebbe. Be Kavalik. That's what he wanted. That's what he wanted. He wanted to marry off his daughter. To Yitzchak. But what happened? There's a problem. And the problem was. That Avram said. No, no. You're Shliach. You're going to find me a wife. For my son Yitzchak. So. What would any normal person do? Any normal person would say. Okay. We'll botch up the Shidduch. We'll figure out a way that this is not going to work. I'll do, I'll go, obviously, I'll do what I'm told. I'll go to the, you know, where I'm meant to go. And Avram will come back and say, No, what'd you find? And I said, Listen, I'm really sorry, Avram. They didn't want your son. What can I do? They asked me, No, what type of boy is this? What type of degree does he have in college? How many years in university these men? He's like, No, he sits and learns, huh? What do you mean he sits and learns? What type, what type of husband is that? What type of degree is he going to get? That's what we're looking for. He could have come back and botched up the whole thing. And what did Avram Avinu do? What happened? Eliezer comes along. He puts away his own das. He says, 
What I want is irrelevant. Oh, but the Rebbe wants something. My Rebbe Avram says something. I'm going to push away what I want. I'm going to push away what I think is correct. And I'm going to do what the Rebbe Avram tells me to do. This was exactly what's going on. When Eliezer comes in, he says, I promise you this is a Gavaldik Shidduch. How do I know it's a Gavaldik Shidduch? It's a Shidduch Min HaShomayim. You know why? Kvitzah Saderach. And this happened. Must be this is the right Shidduch. This is what is convincing Avram's Mokhotan. The future Shveh. Why? Because Kvitzah Saderach. Rebbe. It was Mamash Hashkocha Protis. Hashem put her there at the same time as me. It means it was the right Shidduch. You ever heard that one before? Sounds familiar. Hashem obviously wants it to happen, right? Because He put us together. I never would. Have, I never looked, but it happened to be. Eliezer could have come along and said, "What can I do? There's no shidduch. I have a daughter. Remember?" But He didn't do that. What did He do? I'm listening to Avram, Mahadran, Mina Mahadran, and I'm going to go. And I'm even going to persuade the other side that this is a Shidduch Min HaShemayim. That's Pshat! There was Kvitsa Saderach. This is an unbelievable thing. It's a nace. It must be a Shidduch Min HaShemayim. Because otherwise this nace wouldn't have happened. That, says Chazal, is what's going on over here. What Chazal are telling us over here, You know why? It's not necessarily, says the Slobodka Rosh Hashiva, the speech. It's the actions. It's what you do. Eliezer came over there with Mavatal, his entire das, to his Rebbe, to Avram Avinu. How many times are we in a situation, are we confronted by something that we know what's right? We know what to do. We know how to deal with the situation. We'll deal with it. Come on, I'm a grown-up guy. I'm 28 years old. I can figure this out. What's the problem, right? came along Eliezer who had all the Gavaldika Cheshbainas have a daughter I'm a Cheshvayid I'm a Talmud but no he was mavatl his Das to the Das of his Rebbe Avram how many times are we confronted with a situation that we think we know and we have to realize not always do we know we have to push aside the Negeus we have to push aside what we think is right and do what is meant to be done. The Haligur of Nochem of the Me, when he said Sheikh Loli in the Me, hours, days and days of preparation of Ian in the Sugya, you can imagine what thought went through just to prepare the, the She. And when he finally gave the She, it was momish, unbelievable. There was a Talmud one time sitting in that She, who when Ramnochem said a Teretz for whatever it was, decided, I have a better Teretz. I have a better terrace. The next morning after Shachris, comes to the Rebbe, says, Rebbe, I have a better terrace than you. Bissel chutzpah, but okay. The Rebbe says, let me hear. He sits down, tells him the terrace, thinks about it for a few minutes. He says, you're right. Your terrace is better than mine. The next Shekhari, for the first 20 minutes, he spent understanding and explaining to the Olam why that Bokha's terrace was better than his. I'm not going to need to prove himself to anybody. But it's not about right, it's not about wrong, it's what the MS is. It's what needs to be done, as opposed to anything else. And Rabbi Sai, there's only one word that really answers all of this. And most of this yeshiva was set up for this yeshiva. And the only way that we can really accomplish this 
is having a Rebbe. That's the only way. Because so many times we think we know. We think we understand. What do they understand? These rabbis, what do they know? You think they understand? They're not holding with? This guy's heading the Savior. He has no idea. But we don't understand that when you have a Rebbe, when you have someone, when you have someone that you trust, someone that he himself has his Rebbe, who has his Rebbe, it's a Messiah. And that Messiah is all the way from Har Sinai. It says the Messiah to show him, life is a maze. You ever been to this big maze? I don't know if you ever saw this maze. A maze where it's a, a full maze, where you're walking through, and you have no idea where you're going, because they've got these huge hedges, and you're walking through. And can you imagine if you're in one of these situations and you're lost? So like any normal man, you're not going to ask instructions from anybody else. And there's a big tower there with a loudspeaker. And there's a guy who's saying, um, you're going completely the wrong way. We're closing soon. You better go the other way. And he's like, excuse me. Thank you very much. I'll figure this out myself. I know what I'm doing. So the Messiah says, life is a maze. Sometimes we have to turn to people that have been there, done that, that understand, that have life experience. These are the people we have to look into. You know, it's so easy for us to turn on the GPS, to turn on the ways, and just put in an address and totally trust. Why do we do that? Because we know that the computer, hopefully, will get us there in the quickest, easiest way possible. When a person is attaching himself to Das Torah, when a person attaches himself to a Rebbe, so what he is doing is pushing away his Nagiyas, he's pushing away that which he thinks is correct, that which he thinks is the right Mahalach, and he's following Das Torah. And he's following someone that's been there, that done that, that has Das Torah, that understands him, v'chole v'chole. You know, of Shainberg Zatzal, I remember hearing this from him. He used to complain so many times. People will come into his office. They say, Rebbe, look at the spoon. You see the spoon? This is a milky spoon. And it went into a chicken soup. What do I do? Shaila, ben yaimai, ene ben yaimai, yes, sari heisi, alaf, the whole sugya. I do not, you know, how much that spoon cost you? It cost you 50, I go out half a shekel. I'll buy you a new spoon. You're spending 20 minutes on the spoon. How much is it costing you already? The spoon, ben yaimai, ene ben yaimai, the whole thing, chicken, tosabahano. That you spend 20 minutes on. But when you have a shaila, in Chinuch or in Shalom Bayis, or in Shiduchim, or moving back to Chutzlaretz, or whatever it may be. Now this will decide on our own. Now this will figure out ourselves. <laughs> I need to ask a Rebbe that. He doesn't understand. What does he know? Over the spoon, which is half a shekel. This you're going to spend 20 minutes. That's our last Rebbe. This will drive him crazy. But a Shailah with life. A Shailah in Mahalach About which direction to go. This we need a Rebbe. I asked Rabbi Leif from Flatbush. I think he's been in Rome for over 40 years. And I met him in America once. And I said to him, tremendous experience of being a Rav. Do you see the difference in Balabatim that have a Rebbe and that don't? You guys think I'm only talking to Shiva Bacham. But this is for everyone in the world. This is for everyone in the world. This is not just for Shiva Bacham. This is Shiva Bacham that continues forever. And he said he sees it. A balabas that doesn't have a rebbe has no direction in life. He does whatever he wants, whatever he thinks. Nobody's there for him. Nobody helps him. He has no shaykhs to Torah. Even if he learns. A balabas that has a rebbe has direction in life. Has someone showing him the way. Someone pointing out to him what he should do. We just learned the Rambam today. Yenuchas Deis. 
Where the Rambam says that a person can be not only a choyle haguf, he can be a choyle nefesh. What does he do? He goes to a rav, he goes to a rabbi, he goes to a chacham, someone that understands him, and he can direct him to the right way. Nagias can take us in the wrong direction. And we all have Nagias. Eliezer also had Nagias. And it could have taken him in the wrong direction, but he understood to mavatl himself completely to his Rebbe Avram. I want to tell you, I'm Mordecai, my son. Revelia Lapian was offered the position of the Roshiv of Eitzchayim in London, England. And although at the time London was a little bit of a spiritual wasteland, Rebelli Lapian accepted the position and he believed that he could influence the community at large over there. Now, not only was he successful in helping in the, in the community, but his move from Lithuania to England saved his life and all of his family members as well that were spared the horrors of the Holocaust. He had one son, Herschel, who refused to leave Tell's yeshiva at the time, who died together with all of the Yidden over there in Tell's. Anyway, Ravenna Lapian was, was very, very sensitive to the needs of others. Very, very sensitive. Near his home, there was a widow. There was a widow, there was an almona, with the Yusoyimim, with the orphan children. Now, Ravenna left instructions. He was a busy man, he was involved in the whole community. Everybody came to him. He left instructions. And his instructions were, if this almona comes, whatever I'm doing, I don't care who's in the room, I don't care how important the meeting, you interrupt me, and she can come right in and ask her question. I'm not keeping Almona waiting outside. That was the instruction that he gave. When the Nazi war machine started against London during the World War II, so there are many places in the city that will be heavily bombed. There was terror, there were casualties. It was really, really terrible. It took a mental toll on many of the people over there. Early one Sunday morning, this Almona that lived right near Rebellia came knocking on the door with tremendous tsar. She had an urgent matter to discuss with the Rav, and as always, she was let right in, in the middle of a meeting. Without anything, she burst out, Rebbe, there's a ship leaving this Wednesday morning for South Africa. I'm afraid for my children, and for myself, to be over here. Do you think I should arrange a place on the ship in hope of saving our lives? Nobody knew what would be in England. There were bombs flying all over the place. She was petrified. Everyone was petrified. She asked the Rebbe, what do I do? What do I do? There's a ship leaving to South Africa. Over there, there's for sure safety. What should I do? Who knows how long it's going to be over here? She was agitated. She didn't know what to do. She had the responsibility of all our young children. There was a silence in the room. Rebellion looked up totally out of character and, she, and he spoke with words that she had never heard him say before I'm so sorry I, I just can't think clearly right now I, I don't have the time right now could you please come back later she was completely surprised Rebbe I'm, I'm sorry I, I, not right now could you please come back so she had no choice unsettled agitated she left the room a few hours later she came, comes back again she's ushered right in and she said Rebbe Rebbe what do I do there's only a few hours left. Should I get a place on, the, on, the, on, the, on this boat for myself and my children? Maybe it will give us safety. And every time she came, he said, I, I, right now, I just, I, I'm too, I, I just can't. I, I can't speak to you right now. I'm busy. I can't think properly. I can't help you. She knew what to do. To leave without the Rebbe's permission? No way. But it makes sense, right? 
because who knows who's, what's going to happen over here? I could die. The children could die. There's a boat leaving to safety. Why wouldn't I? Oh, but the Rebbe didn't say. I'm not, I'm not moving. I'm not budging until. She came back again, and she came back again, hour after hour. And each time, he says, I, I, I can't help you. There's nothing I could do to help you right now. Eventually, the boat left. And eventually, she missed it. That ship set sail from South Africa, filled with all the people that hoped to be saved from the Nazi bombs. And on Thursday, the news came in that the, tra- the ship had been sunk by the Germans and there were no survivors. Because this widow and her children decided that they are going to follow Das Torah. They have a Rebbe. However unlogical, it doesn't make sense. I think we know better of a Das Torah, of a Rebbe. Eliezer Ever of Rome shows us that in a shining example in this week's parasha. And not always in life do we know where we're going. We have Nagias, we have our own ideas. But we have to attach ourselves to a Rebbe. We have to attach ourselves to Das Torah, which will help our entire lifetime. Thank you.